0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good morning, everyone. It is Monday, July the 18th, 2022. It is currently 9.41 a.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas. Now, early this morning, I think it was around 1 or 2 a.m., I couldn't sleep and so I decided to grab my iPad and listen to something. And I reached over and I hit play and within about 3 minutes, maybe 4 minutes, two words came to my mind. Two words came to my mind and I uh, after I listened to a little bit more of it, I finally stopped and I just sat there listen, just thinking, I guess, most of the night about these two words. And I just kept thinking about it. I'm thinking about them and thinking about them. And I've spent the rest of the morning really just trying to take this apart and find a way to present this to people that maybe will wake them up and make them realize what is happening. Now, you are very aware of this. Anyone who calls themselves a Christian, anyone claims to be Christian, you are very aware that we are in the world, but we are not to be of it. We're in it, but we're not to be of it. That our thinking is to be different, but it's very easy because we are in it to start being influenced buy it. And more and more before we even realize it, we're becoming more and more like the world in our thinking, maybe in our emotions than we would ever care to admit. And I think there is a major issue happening right now. We need to discuss it. And it's going to come down to two words, All right. So if you can, if you can this morning, grab a piece of paper, And I want you to write down these two words. If you can't write anything down right now, that's okay. I I think you're going to remember these two words, hopefully for the rest of the day, hopefully for the rest of the week, maybe for the rest of the month, maybe for the rest of the year, maybe for the rest of your life, because I think these two words are important, all right? We're gonna break these, we're gonna look at these words separately and then we will put them together. Are you ready? Here's the first word. Panic. Panic. Now, the definition of panic, you probably know these definitions, of relating to or resembling the mental or emotional state believed induced by the God Pan. So panic is referring to or resembling the mental or emotional state believed induced by the God Pan. But you, you, you get an idea of what panic is. It's a mental, it's an emotional state. You can be in a mental panic. You can be in an emotional panic. All right. So it's an emotional state. And I think you're very familiar with the word panic. So you'd be like, yes, it's an emotional, it's in a mental state. All right. It can, uh, the, the number, uh, the second definition relating to or arising from a panic. All right. Okay. Not, not super helpful. We, we can go on. We can go on. Panic. All right. A sudden Overpowering fright, acute extreme anxiety. Now that makes a little bit more sense. We know it's an emotional state, but it's an emotional state where you're overpowered with fright. You're overpowered with an acute extreme anxiety, worry, panic, concern, fear. You, you know those words. I, I'll, I'll continue. A sudden, Unreasoning terror often accompanied by mass flight. When you, when you have this feeling of panic, you can have this sense of, of wanting to run, of wanting to flee. In other words, the emotion begins to so impact you that it leads to action. Panic is where you're so overwhelmed with emotion of fear, anxiety, and worry that it leads to action, whether reasonable or unreasonable. That's very, very important. A third, a sudden widespread fright concerning financial affairs that results in a depression of values caused by extreme measures for protection of property. All right. So it can be a widespread fright or concern over money, over different things, over property. But the thing is, it's an emotional state of worry, anxiety, and fear that leads to action, whether reasonable or unreasonable. Panic. You're familiar with that. You're familiar with some of those emotions. You may even be familiar with some of those actions that, that was a result of those emotions. There's the word panic. The next word, pornography. I know what you're thinking. Wait, what in the world? Panic pornography? You, you may be at, what were you listening to this morning? Just stay with me. Panic pornography. Or for short, I want you to put these two terms together. Panic porn. You know what panic is, right? Now, pornography. Pornography is defined in the following ways. The depiction of erotic behavior, as in pictures or writing intended to cause, well, well arousement, sexual excitement. All right? So it's the depiction of something, but in order to create an excitement, to, to create an emotion. All right. So now if we put these ideas, there's a think of pornography but a pornography that is to not induce sexual ex- excitement but to induce a sense of peer of, of panic, of fear, of worry, of anxiety in which to bring about action whether it is needed or whether it's necessary unnecessary, whether it's a good action or a bad action. So panic pornography. Right. The idea of a pornography, of something being pictured or something in writing or something in media that is to induce the feelings of worry, anxiety, and fear, which brings about action, whether reasonable or unreasonable. Let's continue with the idea of pornography. Material such as books or photographs that depicts erotic behavior and is intended to cause sexual excitement. Again, Panic porn would be pornography, would be material that depicts something that leads to feelings of anxiety, worry, concern, fear, which leads to actions, whether reasonable or unreasonable. Number three, the depiction of acts in a sensational manner as to arouse a quick, intense, emotional reaction. Now that fits perfectly. Panic porn. This is pornography. All right. Now, when we say pornography, you immediately connect it to sexual activity. But in this particular case, I want you to think of pornography as a material, whether in written form, podcast, news, wherever, maybe even from the pulpit. All right. A a, a communication, the depiction of something in a sensational manner that is to arouse a quick, intense emotional reaction. You present something in a sensational manner, which is to produce an emotional reaction. And again, panic that is an, um, a, an, an acute emotion that overwhelms you with fear, anxiety, and worry, that produces an action, whether that action is reasonable or unreasonable. Here, there is panic pornography. There are those who produce things that's supposed to create this immediate reaction, this immediate concern, this worry, this fear, this anxiety, this panic. And our culture right now is swimming. It has been flooded with panic pornography. It is everywhere, and Christians who are in the world, but not of it, we still find ourselves being impacted by it, being overwhelmed by it. In fact, many Christians spend a lot of time reading, watching, and listening to panic pornography, and it has had a profound and negative impact on the thinking of many Christians and on many churches and on many ministries. Panic pornography. Now, I know what you're still thinking. Wait a minute. What in the world were you listening to last night? Well, or this morning? Well, again, around 1 or 2 a.m. I don't remember the exact time. I hit play on my iPad, and we're going to listen together to what I heard. And the only thing I could think about is it kept playing. This is nothing more than panic pornography. I'm listening to panic pornography. Now, this may be an extreme example of panic pornography, but trust me, this type of thing shows up in so many different places and shows up on platforms and programs that many Christians listen to and they are being more influenced. Listen, wait, I want you to hear this. They're being more influenced by panic pornography than they are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're being more influenced by panic pornography than they are the Apostle Paul. They're being much more influenced by panic pornography than they are the Word of God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, anything spiritual. And we're seeing more and more of that. Just listen to what I heard. You may immediately start rolling your eyes, but don't. Just listen to. And now after I've spent all of this time, 11 minutes trying to give you a good definition of panic pornography, of the word panic, of the word pornography and put together. So I think I've done a pretty good job of that. When you hear this, even if you're like, whatever. No, 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 just stay with it and s- tell me if you think this reaches the level of panic pornography as I, I, as it has been defined. Here we go.
1: All right, my friends, we're live on this Sunday, July 17th emergency transmission. The bill was introduced about f- 5 days ago. It didn't hit the news until Friday. I covered the news articles about the legislation, but I hadn't read the legislation until this weekend. And knowing what I know about the globalists, the police state, the design collapse, and then going and, and reading the legislation itself, it's 100% cut and dry. No ifs, ands, or buts, what it is. And something this big needs to be built up. I've I've learned if, we just come right on air and tell you what's going on. Nobody seems to care. It gets mixed in with all the other fantastical news. and They do that on purpose. Oh, look, UPIN nominates transgender swimmer Liz Thomas for NCAA Woman of the Year Award. That's all red meat to distract us. It's important, but it's still a distraction. Ladies and gentlemen, starting at the next segment for the balance of this broadcast, I'm going to lay out hands down the most powerful, dangerous, horrible information we have ever covered in 28 years. Okay,
0: you hear that? He's about to give us the most horrible, horrible information that he has ever given in 28 years. Remember, even the title, it's an emergency broadcast. It's an emergency broadcast. So, you know, it's one, two o'clock in the morning and I'm laying there in the dark going, okay, emergency broadcast. He's going to give me the most horrible information Ever that in the 28 years of listening to Alex Jones, and I've been listening to Alex Jones for a most it feels like most of my life. I don't agree with anything, but I keep up with him. Especially, uh, I I definitely paid attention to him years ago when I definitely started seeing his influence within certain circles of Christianity, and I was like, whoa, there's something going on here. Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. Well, he may not be as influential in certain aspects of Christianity today but he's still out there. And even if he is not the king of panic pornography, well, his, how can we say this? His methodology that he has been using for 28 years is now much more mainstream the way he has handled the way he presents information. But let's continue to listen. What is this horrible information. How crazy is this about to get? What what is he about to tell us that should set us well in a complete panic, a complete overwhelm us with fear, anxiety to lead us to actions whether reasonable or unreasonable. Let, let's let's see. What is what is this horrible news? I mean the worst he's ever given in 28 years. What are we about to hear?
1: Buckle in. Here we go. This is five times worse than anything we've ever covered. I'm going to cover it in a moment. And if they are able to execute it, it is a thousand times worse than anything we've ever covered five times worse, a thousand
0: times worse. He can't even find the words to accurately describe it. He is like, this is the worst thing ever. It's, this is, this is it. This is the worst news. I mean, we, we're dead. We're finished. I mean, you, you just watch how, how this continues to build. He continues to build it and build it and build it. You just, just watch. And and I, I don't think you're, I don't know if you can even be prepared where this is about to end. Just, just stay with it. Here we go.
1: It is H.R. 4350. Now, whoo! I get busy. I get distracted. I'm I'm running around just trying to fund InfoWars and take care of the crew and run our operations. And in in the past, I would read a bill like this, but instead I read the news headlines about it. And they were bad enough, and I, I said what it was, but I hadn't read the bill until a crew member said, hey, you better read this. Ladies and gentlemen, it's completely out in the open. They don't cover anything up. And what's key is they've already implemented this. They know that there's oversight hearings coming, so they want a legislation that it can't be looked at. So everybody knows, or at least you know history, you know, that Hitler was elected. They have a lower and upper house. They they have two, you know, Parliament's lower and upper Parliament. You have the president and you have the chancellor. Hitler was elected the president in 1933. And a few months later, he firebombed the Capitol building and blamed it on his political enemies. And then the government passed dictatorial power to him. So Hitler was elected, but after the Reichstag fire on April 27th, 1933... He was given dictatorial power and became a dictator. Now, I want to explain something. This is 100% cut and dry. They admit it. It's all here. The Democrat leadership, and they have the votes in the House and Senate, has introduced a bill to make Joe Biden a dictator or whoever else the president is. And you're like, okay, well, that's bad enough. We covered that Friday. No oversight. The president runs the military for domestic operations. Unbelievably illegal. Violates posse comitatus, you name it. This is what takes over all the third world countries. Ladies and gentlemen, it's any president. They're going to kill Biden, or he's going to die in his sleep. They're going to kill him. What? They're
0: going to kill Biden. They're going to kill. So now all of a sudden we just went, we talked about Hitler. So now the Democrats are basically passing a bill that's going to turn the president into a dictator, but they're going to kill Biden. I mean, this is like... well, I'm laying there, going, "What is going on? What is what? What's happening? Or what am I listening to?" All right, and I know what you're saying this is over the top, this is crazy, this is nonsense. Just stay with me, all right? I want you to hear this extreme example. But just because something is to an extreme, there you. This is the hardcore panic pornography. What you're hearing here is the hardcore panic pornography. But this may be the extreme example of it, but there's the soft core porn pornography that is everywhere that you're being influenced by people in your church is being influenced by and it has a negative spiritual impact and i'm going to outline exactly this how it has this downward spiral and i'll show you how this works but right now we just have to listen to this because this is such a crazy example it I I don't know if it can get any worse, but already so the the Democrats have passed a bill that's going to turn the president into a dictator, but they're going to kill Biden. And you're like, wait, what just happened? What is going on? Let's continue.
1: And they're going to put Gavin Newsom in. That's that's the word under Pelosi's control. And. You ignore this at your peril, this is 100 percent. And I feel a great weight lifted off of me because I knew this was coming and I fought it as hard as I could. And we had a former NFL running back on who, running for Congress. We talked about Vince Lombardi and leaving it all on the field. Baby, I've left it all on the field. I've done everything I could to stop this, and I feel terrible about it. But you're not going to need Alex Jones to tell you any more about anything. I mean, you already think stuff's bad. They couldn't forcibly inoculate you. They're going to make Joe Biden a dictator. They're going to implode the economy. They're going to do new lockdowns in the fall. And then bigger than Dallas, either right before the midterms or during the general election, they're going to blow his head off or truck bomb his ass and blame yours truly and Trump. Did you hear that? Now, I apologize
0: for the language, but I want you to hear this. Right. So now they're going to shoot him. They're going to blow him up. Right. And then they're going to blame it on Trump. I mean, this is like, yeah, I know what you're saying. This is crazy conspiracy theory. I, I understand. Just stay with it. Just stay. You're like, why are you doing this? Because this is a perfect example of panic pornography. This is the, this is the, if you look up the definition of porn, pornography of panic pornography you find this example it's right here but but just continue to listen right this is going to make perfect sense you're like well what does this have to do with christianity it has everything to do with it just stay stay with me just stay with me like he's going to be done in a second it's but it's going to get even it's going to even get crazier if you think this is bad enough it's about to get worse
1: guaranteed Now, I'm not going to get on an airplane and run to some other country. I pledge to stay here and go down with a ship. But I'm now on a suicide mission. Not that I'm going to be violent, but it's like Obi-Wan Kenobi with Darth Vader at this point. They're going to take us out. But you've got to escape the Millennium Falcon back to base and come back and take out the Death Star. They're going to take us out. So now, so now,
0: see... (laughs) they're going to make the president, the dictator, they're going to kill Biden, and then they're going to take us out. And I'm assuming, does he mean just him? Does he mean anyone who doesn't go along with it? I mean, I mean, this is just, he just keeps building it every, he's, he's got this cadence. He's got this cadence, boom, pause, cadence, boom, pause. He's just, he's building, building, creating the tension, creating the, the pulling you in, oh boy, okay, is it going to get
1: worse? Let, let's keep listening. I'm just telling you that right now, folks, you're going to see it all unfold. Just like I told you Trump would announce in July, he announced last week that he's going to run. I don't make stuff up. I'm rarely wrong. There's no debate now. I don't need to have my opinions about this. When you know what's in the legislation, and you know, the groups and the backstory, in the organization, when I read the bill, I felt like I got plugged into 10 trillion volts of electricity. I mean, it's total martial law. And they say they're going to target Trump voters and conservatives and quote right wingers. And it is a literal declaration of war where they make Biden a dictator. And then they declare all of us enemy combatants that come after us. <laughs> they're going to make him the dictator. They're
0: going to declare us enemy combatants, and they're going to come after us. This is a declaration of war. You see how it just—he just—he keeps—he'll make a statement and then just a pause. Make a statement. There's a cadence as he builds, as this builds, almost a panic, a, a fear, a worry, an anxiety, a concern. Right? And and this is the extreme example. All right, this is the extreme example, but this is far more common than you think. We're gonna we're gonna go a little bit. For, we're gonna. Um, I want him to get to at least to the end of this segment because right at the end of this segment he makes even another. Just it, it just he just j- goes all the way. It, it,
1: it. This is just so crazy to hear. Right, let's continue. Can you imagine that job for the military and the police? I mean, just on that level, it's a suicide mission. This is the end of
0: America. And this is the end of America. All right, <laughs> this is it. I can't even keep track. Like if you were just to try to chart this out, it's just like a graph that just keeps moving up and up and up. Now we're all the way to the end of America. This just keeps building and building. The end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world. As we know it, it's the end of America. It's the end of the world as we know it. And again, I'm listening to this at around one or two o'clock in the morning going,
1: what is happening? Governments are collapsing everywhere. Food is basically non-existent in many countries. There's no going back now. There's no reversing it. Let me just give you a little newsflash. I said three years ago or two and a half years ago, I said, when the UN comes out and says, there's food shortages, and, and, and look out that they'd be running their operation. They've done that now. And I'm going to try to comport myself as best I can and just come back and go through this one point after another. But everyone watching on a local TV station or listening to a local radio station or watching an Infowars.com forward slash show or Bandout video or wherever you do it, you better take the live link of this show, and you better, once it's archived tonight, take clips out of it. And you better share it everywhere because there's a way to stop this. But first, I'm going to tell you what they've already done and what they're about to do and their own admissions in black and white, and then how we stop them. But there's not much time. We've got a Hail Mary moonshot to stop them now if people really get serious and cut it all the clutter and get this. We can still stop this. It's a death sentence for me if this happens. It's a death sentence for the police officers and military and the FBI. I don't want to be in a war with you. I'm not going to be in a war with you. Not because I'm a coward, because I realize it's to bring the country down and have us all kill each other. But you will be destroyed. The people carrying this out will be destroyed. You're the detonator. To bring down America, they've got the left ready and spoiling for a war with America and American gun owners and American veterans. And I'm just telling everybody right now because they'll kill me or whatever, and then say I'm you know some you know 3D you know uh, deep fake Jones is commanding the rebel forces. None of that's true. And I've already seen every angle of this, and now it's crystal clear. I've got their whole battle plan, and I know how to beat them. So this could be one of our last broadcasts, folks. I'm telling you, any day now, it's getting shut down. I've felt it in my spirit. I've known it. It's, it we fought as hard as we could, and I appreciate the crew, but it's all over now. Unless there is a giant, complete awakening by governors and legislatures and others, and just a total in the streets peacefully saying no to Biden being a dictator. And Biden doesn't even know who he is. They're going to kill him, and they're going to put Newsom in. It's already been set up. It's it, it, They stole the election. That's the first part of the coup. The second part of the coup that's permanent is about to go down. And, of course, Trump doesn't even know what's going on. He's a good guy overall, but he has no idea. And, they're oh, by the way, they're going to kill Trump, too. They're, they're going to kill him 100%. So when they kill Biden, they'll also kill Trump. The fight- <laughs> They're gonna
0: kill Biden. They're gonna kill Trump. It's the end of the world. It's end of America. A war is going to happen. They're gonna kill all of us. It's over. Uh, President Biden's gonna be a dictator. I mean, I, that is insane. That that it, it, it's. I don't even have words for everything we just heard. That is absolutely over the top. Cra- and that's what I'm sitting there last night, or again, early this morning, just going, what is happening? But all I could think of, panic, pornography, panic, pornography, panic, pornography. We just heard something in audio form that's to create that feeling of worry, anxiety, concern, panic, to produce action, whether reasonable or un. Reasonable. That's the extreme example. But if you don't believe me, you just listen. To talk radio Monday through Friday. It's always this crisis. This is happening. This is going to happen. We've got to stop this. We've got to do this. They're going to take away your rights. They're going to take away your guns. They're going to put you in a FEMA camp. It's coming. It's, it's all over talk radio. It shows up in news media constantly. This is the greatest threat. This is about to happen. This is, we're not going to come back from this. The economy is, and it's always something. They're constantly selling us panic. It's pornography to create worry and anxiety so that you will keep tuning in and listening and listening and listening and listening. And if you're in the world, you're influenced by it. Now, I am not by any means saying, hey, we should stop paying attention to what's going on in the world. No, we have to pay attention. But we've got to learn when it's nothing more than panic pornography that's creating craziness in the way we think. And I've watched too many Christians, too many ministries that have so bought into the panic pornography that that they got so caught up in it. And now they're out there promoting, you know, conspiracy theories crazy ideas they've become so political and it's like what has happened they are being impacted by panic pornography and they don't even realize it ministries that used to be much more theological based much more focused on scripture and apologetics all of a sudden you're like what has happened Everything's a conspiracy theory and you're all caught up in all of this stuff. And it's like, stop looking at the panic pornography and go back to what you used to focus on. This is the extreme example that I, I, I wanted to share because it's just, it's, I, I couldn't find anything. Like if someone said, what's panic pornography? This would be the clip I would play. I, I'm going to keep this clip for the rest of my life. What's panic pornography? It's right here. It happened. On July the 17th, 2022, uh, and it aired, I don't know, I think it originally aired around 6 p.m. Central Time because he, he broadcast out of Austin. So I think it was around 6 p.m. Central Time, maybe 7 p.m. Central Time. But I didn't hear it too early this morning once it, once it got uploaded as a podcast. And I was like, what in the world is going on? So I grabbed a notebook. I grabbed a notebook and a pencil, all right? And I just simply put this. I put panic porn. I put definitions. I put example, well, that's the example, and then I simply wrote the word consequences. What is the consequences of panic pornography for believers, for the world? I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine how they try to process all of this. But for Christians, there are spiritual consequences to this. So here's what happens, all right? So we we, 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 we start with kind of a daily diet. Of panic pornography. Look, and Tucker Carlson, that's panic pornography. Fox News, over and over, panic pornography. MSNBC, panic pornography. CNN, m- many of those new major news agencies, they also traffic in panic pornography. Now, it's many cases, it's more of their programs that's the quote unquote opinion programs or analysis programs. But in many cases, all they are are just selling panic pornography. It's basically the after hours program in the news. Well, we've stopped with our hard news. Now we're going to go into opinion and the opinion programs are nothing more than panic pornography. Christians sit there and, you know, drink the stuff in and it begins to have a negative spiritual consequence, not only on Christians, but on the church. Here's what happens. First thing, the first problem is it creates distraction, The more panic porn you listen to, the more distracted you become. And guess what you become distracted from? You become distracted from scripture, prayer, praise, theology, um, evangelism, all of that. You become distracted from all of that. It's a distraction because you're like, oh, wait, okay, wait, what's happening? Oh, wait, they're going to do a mask mandate and wait, they're going to get us forced, uh, you know, vaccinated and wait, we're, we're, this is going to happen and we're, oh, we got to worry about this and they're going to do this and we become so distracted by all of these things. That's what we start thinking about. That's what we start talking about. That's what we start posting about on social media. That's what everything. And before you know it, that's what preachers start preaching about. Wait a minute. Before you know it, theology podcasts start becoming about those things. And that becomes the, the focus. We become distracted. Well, guess what? Once you become distracted from the word of God and the things of God, it's spiritually downhill from there because it's the word of God and the things of God that helps us set our affection on things above, not on things here on this earth. That is a distraction. We become distracted. It leads to a distraction. From a distraction, we move to a preoccupation we go from it we become distracted from the word of god and we become preoccupied we be it becomes a preoccupation and we become preoccupied with concern worry anxiety depression discouragement anger we become preoccupied with with basic and we don't even realize it with all of the emotions that all of this brings worry concern anger you're upset you're bothered and and you just find yourself thinking about it talking about it that's what happens I, again, I can just give you another example. I tell everyone to do this all the time. Pick a Monday through Friday, right? A Monday, through, just pick one week and just start every morning about, I don't know, 10 a.m. listening to American Family Radio, a, a large Christian radio network that has stations all across the country Start listening around 10 a.m. and listen to about 6 p.m. And you're just going to hear a massive preoccupation with, oh, Democrats and Woke and, and this and, and mask mandates and, and the election was stolen and, and just and all these just uh, Democrats and Pelosi and Biden. And, it, and it's just like, wait, this is a Christian radio network who's now been distracted from the things of God and now are preoccupied with all of these things going on in the world and you hear their frustration or their anger or their concern or their worry and they tell you that we must be worried about it and we must be concerned about it. Now, every once in a while, they'll throw in scripture. It's not like that they ignore it because Christians will always throw it in somehow, but you clearly see the distraction and the preoccupation. And you're like, no, what, what, what has happened? So it goes from a distraction to a preoccupation to it comes to a substitution. Right, we we are at first we are distracted, then we are preoccupied, then we begin to substitute. All right, or distortion, preoccupation, and substitution. And what happens? Here's what we happen: we begin to substitute a spiritual response with a fleshly one. Our response becomes more and more fleshly, our response becomes more and more ideological. Our, our, our response becomes more and more political. We find ourselves really just completely, well, I mean, here's the thing. Once you're distracted from the word of God and the things of God, your response is going to become much more removed from the word of God. Unless you double down on your focus on the word of God, ultimately, you're gonna substitute the word of God. You're gonna substitute the things of God with fleshly response, It's going to be based off your emotions, off your feelings, how you were raised, where you live, your politics, and that's how you're, you're going to substitute that for the word of God. So we go from distraction to preoccupation to substitution to fiction, we end up turning to fiction. It, it be we be, basically we turn to fiction over truth, and then this starts leading to all of the conspiratorial nonsense that has so infected Christianity for so many years. Now we start talking like we're you know members of QAnon. We start going with every crazy conspiracy theory and every crazy idea, and it's just it's just more and more. The, the the more bizarre it is, the more we follow it. And you're like, and you hear Christians talking like, "What are you talking about? Where did you get that information?" And then you'll start calling it into question, like, "Well, how can you believe that? How can you trust that? How can you believe that?" And so now it, it, everything's called into question. Which I got no problem questioning things, but it becomes this. Well, it, it's a, it's a complete acceptance of fiction over truth. And it seems the more crazy the theory is, the more outlandish it is, the more more at home it seems to find itself within the Christian church. Well, what happens? Well, when you are distracted from the word of God, then you become preoccupied with everything other than the word of God. And then you begin to substitute the spiritual for the flesh. Well, then ultimately you're going to abandon truth and you're going to buy into fiction. And then this ultimately leads to regression. You begin to regress spiritually. You begin to go backwards. You begin to, you begin to, in a sense, you are n- not following the things of God. You're following the things of the flesh. You are regressing and going backwards spiritually until you, your Christianity becomes something that's not even recognizable. You're like, wait, wait, wait. And I've watched this, even with some ministries. I'm like... I don't even know this ministry anymore. I don't even know what this is anymore. This is nothing like what it used to be. And it's all because they got so caught up into panic pornography. And then then all of their posts, if you watch them on social media, it becomes basically just a Christian version of panic pornography. And you're like, what has happened here? This is the way it works, right? Panic porn is everywhere. Okay, we've defined what panic pornography is. Uh, It's a pornography where it puts forth uh, it puts forth some kind of concept, some kind of idea, some kind of information that creates an emotional response. Right. That and then that and that emotional response leads to action, whether it's reasonable or unreasonable, and it but it's filled with worry, fear, anxiety, dread, concern, depression, discouragement. This is this is just a this is a recipe for disaster for Christianity and for the church. Because you're going to have the body of Christ who now experiencing distraction, preoccupation, substitution, acceptance of fiction over truth, and spiritual regression. That's is what happens. It has been going on. It's continuing to go on. And it's only going to get worse as we move closer and closer to the midterm election. And then once we get past that, then before we know it, we'll be back to another general election. And Christianity right now, each, it's like every time these things start happening again, there's just a, like a little more, a piece of historical biblical Christianity being torn away and being eaten away from the church at large. So let's end this with a bunch of scripture, all right? Let's go to Matthew chapter 14. Now, I know this is not the direct purpose of this story, but there's no way to at least consider what happens in the story. Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. All right. So you have a storm. Now, this is a literal storm. It's not an allegorical storm. It's a real storm. But a real storm can lead to, well, a sense of panic. All right. And, the, and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking in the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. They're worried. They are concerned. Now they're fearful. They don't know what's going on. They are confused. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. Peter was come down out of the ship. He walked on the water to go to the, to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, boisterous, he was afraid, and he began to sink. And he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Now, of course, the focus in all the sermons is once he gets out of the boat, he he stops looking at Jesus, and he looks at the storm around him, and he begins to sink, all right? Now, again, so many sermons have been taken this, and we've created allegories and images, but we get a, uh, uh, there's no way to get around the basic content here, right? They're in a storm. They're worried. They're concerned. Jesus comes to them and say, hey, it's me. Peter's like, if it's really you, tell me to come to you. He says, okay. He hops out of the boat. He starts walking on the water. Amazing, Crazy story, but then this text literally says he begins to see the wind, he begins to see the storm, and he begins to sink. We have, in a sense, all of the craziness, the panic pornography all around us, telling us how bad everything is, how horrible everything is, that this is the end, everything's falling apart, we don't know if we're going to exist for another 16 minutes, it's the end. And we start seeing all of that, and spiritually, we begin to sink. Because all of that leads to distraction, preoccupation, substitution, fiction over truth, and regression. Let's go to another scripture. Go to Psalm 46. Psalm 46. We know this passage. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and a strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters therefore roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Selah. So we should so focus on God that if everything is falling apart, if literally the mountains are falling into the ocean, even if they're, the ocean is swirling around, hurricane, tidal waves, we should trust in God. There should be a sense of peace and calm in us. It doesn't mean we are ignorant of what's happening around us. It doesn't mean we ignore it. it doesn't mean we don't act like it's happening. It just means that there is a there is a calm, there is a a trust in God. Doesn't mean we can't express concern or worry. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there should be an overwhelming sense of peace and calm in us that helps us combat that panic. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the most high. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early. The heathen raged, The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Now, this has specific, obviously, uh, ramifications and implications for Israel, but we can see the basic concept there. We can either get out of the boat, see the storm and sink, or we can focus on God and not allow that to cause us to sink or to tremble or to give in to fear, anxiety, depression, discouragement, and worry. But we can trust in God, who is our refuge, who is our help, who the one, who is the one we are to trust, no matter how bad everything gets around us. Go to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. Let's pretend that everything Alex Jones said in that opening clip is true. They're going to make Biden the dictator. They're going to kill him. (laughs) They're going to basically take control over everything. They're going to start a war. They're going to go after conservatives and kill them. They're going to kill Trump. And and this is the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of America as we know it. Let's say everything he says is absolutely true. True. So what are you going to do as a Christian? Going to hop on Facebook and yell and scream and fight and and, and cry out and say, they're out to get us. They're going to kill us. Are you going to post news articles? Going to watch YouTube videos about the greatest conspiracy and how we're all going to be uh, placed in a FEMA camp? Are you going to watch videos about conspiracy theories, how we're all being you know, given uh, microchips because of a flu vaccine or whatever the case may be? Uh, are you just going to just go down that rabbit hole and go deeper and deeper and get frustrated? Are you going to, I don't know go storm the Capitol building? I don't know. Are you going to take up guns and threaten that if they try to do anything, you're going to fight back and you're going to shoot them? Is that what you're going to just get, are you going to worry about who we're voting for and have political arguments all day on social media? Is that what you're going to do? Well, if you do, you demonstrate exactly what I had, what I have already demonstrated. You're, you're going to show distraction, preoccupation, substitution, f- fiction over truth and spiritual regression. Even while the, when everything in the world is falling apart, this never changes. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. And then it ends with amen. This is true. This is a true statement. That's our focus. We continue to teach at the people, the word of God, right? Calling people to faith in Jesus Christ. If they believe they're baptized and then we teach them to obey, we disciple. We continue, that's our focus. It doesn't matter what happens in the, we wanna go fix and, and engage in all of these wars and, and get all upset about everything going on in the culture. That's always been the 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 thing that distracts us from the very things that we are to be focused on. The one thing about the Christian worldview is that the world falls apart. We just continue to preach and teach and focus on the kingdom of God. That's what... That should separate our worldview from from everyone else. But if you look at Christianity today, we're just basically another ideology, another political party. And all we want to do is engage in culture wars and trying to cram Christianity down everyone's throat by passing bills and laws. And we've completely forgotten the biblical approach. How about Ephesians chapter 6? Let's say everything Alex Jones said. This is 100% true. Ephesians chapter six, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and put in and, and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be engaged in a spiritual war. Even if everything Alex Jones said was correct. How about 2 Corinthians chapter 10? 2 Corinthians chapter 10. You know where I'm going with these verses. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse three, second Corinthians chapter 10, verse three. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We, we do not war after the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We do not turn to a fleshly, carnal approach to whatever's happening in the world, no matter what panic porn says. Panic pornography may give us all these things to worry and be afraid of, but we do not then give in to that panic and begin to act in an unreasonable way by adopting fleshly ideology and fleshly action to combat what we see happening in the culture. And then we can end with this one. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, Toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all of these things. Seek first... The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We should seek the king. We cannot be preoccupied and overwhelmed with worry, fear, and anxiety. We have to seek first the kingdom of God and that we are to take therefore no thought about tomorrow for tomorrow shall be take thought for itself sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. We cannot be overwhelmed with worry and anxiety. We have to seek first the kingdom of God and we cannot worry about tomorrow. We can only focus on today. And we focus on today doing what God calls us to do today. Panic pornography. It's out there. Now, I apologize that Alex Jones decided to use a word there that I had forgot that he had used. I hope that no one will allow that to to offend them because i think that you needed to hear what he said because it's an example of panic pornography it's a perfect example of it it's, it's it's it demonstrates it and you may not you may say alex jones is crazy but what do you listen to what do you watch what do you listen to that it has the same approach it creates this never ending source of worry fear and anxiety because it's constantly telling you everything is falling apart and we're not going to make it another 15 minutes Maybe they don't go to that extreme, but that's what you get because, because you're, you're listening to these things that are giving you more opinion and more quote-unquote analysis than just giving you straight news. You get caught up in it, and the next thing you know, here are the spiritual consequences. Distraction. Before you know it, you're being distracted from scripture, sermons, theology, the word of God, prayer, Bible study, You're getting distracted because you're you're, you're getting too caught up in all of these other things. Next thing, you become preoccupied. You become preoccupied with this, and you become preoccupied with worry, anxiety, fear, discouragement, depression. You become preoccupied with all of these issues, with all of these problems. That's what you start thinking about. That's what you start talking about. That's what you start posting about. That's what you become more worried about. Then substitution. You begin to substitute a spiritual response with a more ideological, political, fleshly one. Next thing you know, you find yourself taking fiction over truth, and you start becoming very conspiratorial in your thinking. And you start going down a conspiratorial rabbit hole. Then your regression begins to take place. You begin to regress spiritually. You start taking another step backwards, another step backwards, another step backwards, and another step backwards. And all of a sudden, someone looks at you and goes, what happened? Where, where, where What happened to you spiritually? We've got to recognize panic pornography for what it is. We've got to do our best to not allow it to impact us. We need to spend more time with the things of God. And we've got to make sure that we're not in this cycle, this downward spiral of distraction, preoccupation, substitution, fiction, and regression. There we go. You can email me your thoughts on this. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. And uh, someone said in the chat, he felt it in his spirit. That's reliable. Well, Alex Jones constantly is God d- told me this, or God spoke to me, and I felt this in my spirit. He 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 invokes God and being led by God, and God telling him and and filling it in his spirit. That's a common Alex Jones thing. And yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's definitely not reliable. His theology is an absolute train wreck. Um, that's a whole that's a whole different story. Um, but yeah. He's a good example of panic pornography he's made 28 years a career of selling panic pornography. It used to be yeah okay those guys are the crazy people of the panic pornography now you turn on I mean so many of the news channels at night those aren't news programs those are commentary those are opinion those are, it's not hard news it's it's them giving their opinion their their analysis. And when you, when people no longer have hard news and they're just basically getting panic pornography, well, then it has an impact on the way people think. And we see it in society right now. Every, every day it's some, what's the new outrage today? We're upset about this. We're mad about this. We're going to fight about this. We're going to post about this. And, and it's just, it's a constant storm. And Christians have to go, whoa, 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 whoa. I live in that, but I'm not of that. And we got to ensure that we're not being, well, influenced By pornography. No, not that pornography. Panic pornography. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. God bless.